Welcome to Vision Scoop, a program intended to educate and inform. My name is Wilbert Williams. Hello and welcome to episode 31. Glad you could join me. In this episode, I will continue to tell my story of my journey through life. Major and Mrs. Wicks played a very important part in guiding me through my career development. This started from the time I was preparing for Jamaica local exams right through high school and up to my preparation and departure for physio school in London, England. They were like second parents to me and they really assisted in my entire development. So to them I want to express sincere thanks. Um, not so much to them because they have gone but to the memory that lives on and to really pay respect to the tremendous job that they did in guiding me through all of this and I was happy that I was able to come back while they were at the school and to show my appreciation. The day came when I had to report to work. I woke up that morning pretty early and prepared myself and then prepared Zeke. So I took Zeke for an early morning walk and then came home and we got ready for work. At that time, transportation was provided for all persons with disabilities. So we took the transport down to KPH and arrived very early. Of course, Zeke was excited because he was meeting a lot of new people and it was a new environment. So I taught him a couple of things like where he was going to rest during the day and prepared him so he was quite comfortable. And then I reported to the physiotherapist in charge. My first day at work promised to be challenging yet exciting. I can remember reporting for work and having been taken on a tour of the department and shown where things were and being introduced to the staff, I was given a list of patients 
that I would be expected to treat during the morning session. This process should have gone smoothly in my estimation. But when I went out and I called the first patient, I heard sounds of reluctance and she objected to being assigned to me. And she made no bones about it. I went to my immediate supervisor and um, told her what the situation was. And she suggested to me that I should call the second patient. So I went out and I called the second patient. And uh, she expressed the same sentiments that she was very reluctant to be treated by a blind person. So I went back and repeated the process and I was told, well, call the third person. I went out and I called the third person. And uh, she too was reluctant because she was following the, the other two who had expressed a desire not to be treated by a blind person. So the supervisor went out and explained to them that if uh, they didn't want to be treated by me, they would have to wait until the end of the morning session when other therapists would try to fit them in. Eventually, the third person that I had called said that, yes, she would come. But she expressed great reservations and said that she hoped that all would go well. Anyway, she came and she went behind the screen and I told her exactly what to do, how to prepare herself. Then I came back to her and took her information and went through all of those processes and then treated her. And she came out of the cubicle and went back to the waiting room and expressed to the others that I had done a good job and that she was happy with the treatment and that all was well. It was at that point that the other patients um, said yes, they had no objections and that they would be willing to be treated by me. This taught me a very important lesson, which was that no matter how qualified you, you were, or no matter how qualified you are, you had to be accepted by the people to whom you were going to deliver the service. And until that acceptance, you could get nowhere. So I was very happy after that because I had passed the people's test. This situation must be viewed in the context that they had never experienced being treated by a blind person before. And 
as far as I was concerned, um, it was an important period to go through because I was facing the Jamaican public for the first time. They had heard a lot about me. And so um, I had to be prepared to go through this process. Um, in addition to that, no other blind person had worked in Jamaica as a physiotherapist. So this could make or break a career opportunity for people who wanted to follow in my footsteps. Things went well after that tentative beginning. Eventually, all of the patients accepted me and ironically, they wanted to be treated by me. I had to tell them that there was order here and that I was assigned patients and that I could only treat patients assigned to me unless otherwise directed by the supervisor. So that tentative beginning grew into an excellent relationship with patients and staff and that I deeply appreciated. In my opinion, Mrs. Winsome Sternbooth, my supervisor, handled the situation very well. Winsome was trained in Canada and returned a couple of years before me. She knew the patients well and she knew the psychology of working with people and she handled things excellently. She did not try to, you know, outwardly intervene, but behind the scenes, she was extremely helpful and advised me what to do. So my relationship with parent, with patients, beg your pardon, and staff grew and you know, after a while, we really um, got to know everybody. Another interesting situation that developed early after my return home was the fact that guide dogs were not allowed on buses in Jamaica. And that was a big disappointment for me. Zeke had company because while I was away, Philip Lucas, a blind Salvation Army officer, had gone to England on holidays and he returned with a guide dog named Kate. And so, Philip Lucas and I teamed up 
and tried to mount protests all over Kingston to get people to pay attention to us and to change the laws. We walked, for example, from Crossroads right down to NCB, I believe it was at, at the corner of King Street and Barry Street. Um, we did other areas. We, we walked with placards. We did all that we could, but we were never successful in getting the laws amended. That was one of the major problems that we really could not solve. And for that, I am extremely sorry because we never really made any mark where that was concerned. So eventually, Zeke became more of a pet than a guide dog because we couldn't take him on public transport and the attitude towards dogs in Jamaica leaves much to be de desired, even to this day. Um, in my view, the average Jamaican does not really like dogs, except for security purposes, um, but they don't know how to treat them as pets. and. So that made the world a difference. Join me again next week when I will continue to tell my story. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series, Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams, Jr. <laughs>